Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the MANA community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. Obviously, you're here because you're interested in the story of Jacob, and it's going to take two whole parts to walk through it all. This is part one, by the way. But I wonder if you're truly interested in the whole story. Who Jacob was and the sheer drama that surrounded his life. Or that he was a trickster. Or perhaps the prophecy that was fulfilled as Jacob was being born with his twin brother. Did you even know Jacob had a twin? Yeah, he did. It's yet another biblical story that is filled with many interesting twists and turns and I would bet there's many things I'll share today that you have never heard of. From the time of his birth, there was already something for everyone to look out for. This was no ordinary birth of an ordinary set of twins. So stay tuned. Isaac had gotten married to Rebekah, the sister of Laban from Padamaram. They had been married for a while without a child when Isaac, the son of Abraham, prayed to God that his wife would have a child, and God answered this prayer. Isaac remembered the God of his father, Abraham, and knew to call upon him for help. See, this is what happens when you and I and why our Bible says to train up your child in the way that they should go, so that even when we are no more, they do not forget these precepts and the God their parents worshipped. So Isaac prayed, and God answered. But then there was something else. These children would not be your normal set of twins, but would be two nations with unique characters as was told to Rebekah, their mother, when she observed the struggle between the children in her womb and asked God why this was. This was the response to her prayer in Genesis chapter 25, verse 23, ESV. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. So it was settled then. There was something to watch out for. It came the time for delivery, and the twins, Jacob the younger and Esau the older, were born. Now, at their birth, another significant thing happened. Jacob held on to the heel of the older brother Esau, who had come out earlier. This would confirm the tussle right from birth. Amazing, right? When Jacob grew up, he became a shepherd who was more at home than his brother Esau. Their lives were closely related since they lived together, which would explain the time that Jacob lured Esau into selling his birthright for a pot of stew. Esau had just come from hunting and was famished, but there was nothing around to quench his hunger except the pot of stew Jacob was preparing. He quickly asked Jacob for some, but in Jacob's cunningness, he would ask for something in return. Esau's birthright. Well, at the time, the birthright looked like a small matter to Esau, who claimed that he was dying and it would do him no good having a birthright that couldn't save him. So there it went. 
the birthright now placed Jacob above Esau. This was something that Esau did not realize for a long time until the day of truth had come. Jacob was cunning and calculative in his move. I don't know if he totally understood what he was doing, but prophecy had had a hand in all of these events. God already knew this was going on, according to the prophecy that the older would be the servant of the younger. Even in our lives today, you and I, we may think we have an idea of what is normal, but God at times prefers to go against what we may perceive as normal. These events were all falling in line with the prophetic word of God that was over these sons already. So when it came time for Isaac to bless the older son, there was another moment of unforeseen drama. Esau had forgotten the birthright transaction, which meant that he was now the younger son. This is a lesson for all of us as believers even, that when we sell our privileges to the devil through ignorance, it is legally binding. And since it's legally binding, a believer can continue to suffer what they should have never had a problem with. We are only reinstated to our inheritance when we denounce our ignorance and receive liberation from God. So it came time to be blessed. And as the elder, Esau was supposed to be blessed above Jacob, but this was not the case. Though it took some manipulation from Jacob and Rebekah, his mother, who loved him more than she loved Esau, this would happen because of the prophecy that was already in motion. The older was to be the servant of the younger. So they manipulated Isaac who was now old and could not see properly, into thinking that Jacob was Esau by putting hairy clothes over him to simulate Esau's hairy nature. The venison was good, and it pleased Isaac. The blessing was released then upon Jacob. And just as God had spoken, the order of authority had been exchanged. And Isaac regrettably says in Genesis chapter 27, verse 37, my son, Isaac answered, I have made Jacob the ruler over you and your brothers, and all of you will be his servants. I have also promised him all the grain and grapes that he needs. There is nothing left that I can do for you. It pained Esau to find this out. But what could be done? Isaac had already spoken the blessing, and it could not be retracted. And although Isaac also blessed Esau, he and his descendants were still going to be the servants of Jacob and his descendants. And this was how Jacob gained a position superior to Esau, a position that would make him master over Esau. Some serious drama here, right? Let us know what you think. Of course, Jacob now had to run for his life because Esau, furious, had sworn to kill the thief that had stolen his blessing. You might be thinking right now because I know I am, but Esau, did Jacob really steal your blessing? Or did he just receive what was meant for the firstborn, which he now was? This made Jacob run to Laban in Haran, according to the word of his mother. On his way to Haran, he slept and he had a dream, 
which would be his first encounter with God. This is where he met the ladder to heaven. In his dream, he saw a ladder that went from the earth to heaven, and angels were ascending and descending the ladder, and the Lord stood there beside the ladder. At that moment, God blessed him and told him that he would be with him and his descendants, bringing him back to the land which was now his for an inheritance. God continued the walk he had began with Abraham and Isaac, his fathers before him. God still respected the covenant that he had made with Abraham, that he would make him the father of many nations, having innumerable descendants. Remember, God is faithful in all things, and he expects your faithfulness as well. Are you being faithful to God in your walk? Jacob woke up the next morning and realized that he had met God. He poured oil on the stone he used for a pillow, making it an altar, and worshipped God there. He named the place Bethel. He had met God, and his walk with God had also begun. So, on his journey, he continued to the house of Laban. Now that he was there, he was seeking a wife according to the counsel of his parents, and he had eyes for one of Laban's daughters, Rachel. Jacob then agreed to work seven whole years for Rachel's hand in marriage. Laban agreed to this condition, but when it came time for Jacob to have what he had been working for, he was deceived. Seems like this deceit thing was a family trend, huh? When it was time for Jacob to receive Rachel, whom he loved, instead, Leah, her elder sister, was given to him, with the excuse from Laban that the oldest was to marry before the youngest according to their traditions. Now, how frustrating would that have been? So what was Jacob to do? except to work another hard seven years for this woman who he truly loved. And yet, these years flew by just like a few days to Jacob, who was intoxicated by his love for Rachel. He worked yet another seven years, and he finally got her. He now had the wife he always wanted, and you won't believe what happens next for Jacob from here. Follow along with us to part two, where Jacob becomes what you know today as Israel. Now, children of God, let us pray. Father, help me to trust in you and walk in the right paths that are true and righteous. Help me always maintain integrity and kindness in my walk with men. Teach me your ways and bless me by the instruction of your word. In all that I do and say, may your truth always be on my lips and guide me, giving me direction to do what will please you and honor your name always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.